This is the official Covering the Corner podcast, episode 195. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, I have some meatballs, talk about some stuff the Guardians did this week in baseball, talk about the limited number of trade rumors that the Guardians are in. thought this would be kind of a more over-comprehensive look at who they're going to be trading for, but apparently there's only one player they're really even close to. Um, we'll talk about that, talk about some players who might be sticking around past the trade deadline, ones we thought might be traded. Uh, maybe some other trades that have happened, how's affect Cleveland going forward. And of course, Will Benson, we got the news. He's going to be called up um, ahead of tonight's game against the Diamondbacks. By the time this is out, he'll already know if he played or not. But um, talk about him coming up and the exciting fact of the 2016 draft, which is ridiculous with Benson added in. Uh, it's a whole bunch of major leaguers. Uh, joining me for all that morning, this is Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, every time I hear that intro and uh, Underwood says, start the, uh, the start the fireworks show. Yeah. For some reason, I expect him to say grandma after that. And I don't know why I think that. Wait, what? Every time. Well, I think it's because of Dave Niehaus uh, with the... The grand salami? With the mayor. Yeah, break. Yeah. Get out the rye bread and salami grandma or whatever. Yeah. How dare you? Get mustard. mustard and rye bread. It's grand yeah, salami Yeah, it's grand time. salami time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just expect him <laughs> to say grandma every time I hear that. I don't know why. <laughs> whatever. I only know that call so well because it was the one in Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. I remember as a kid when I heard it in real life the first time, I was like, whoa, that's a real thing? They took the thing from the game and put it in the real world? It's crazy. Oh, crazy. Man, he just copied He just copied <laughs> his video game? They should, really let, know. They should let Slugs know this. This guy's copied him. <laughs> he should probably sue this guy. I, uh, I, had a, I had a friend in college who was a big Mariners fan. and so when she, yeah, he, he died when, she, uh, when we were in college. And I wrote an article about him uh, during uh, the student paper. And she loved it. Look at me being a sweet boy. Look at you. Helping her eulogize a, a, a memory of her childhood. Good for there me. You go. I'm a good guy. I don't care what <laughs> they me. say. That's, what, that's the best thing to do when you do something as a good person. You make sure everybody knows about it. And yeah, you point directly to... The fact of the matter is me, good guy. That's what the people talk about when they, say it, when they, when they look at me. Look at Merritt Rolfing. That was actually the title of the article, too. It was very confusing. Very good guy. <laughs> me. <laughs> Merritt, you know what, uh, what else is a good guy? Hmm. Meatballs. Meatballs, man. Meatballs. It's good because it's where we talk about uh, very specific things in baseball. Throwing up some tidbits, some meatballs over the plate for you, too. I don't know. The analogy works somewhere. I don't have one this week, but you said you yeah, know, whatever, so yeah. This is Merritt's Moldy Meatball, so go for it. I only have one meatball. It's not multiple meatballs. Mm, it could be one big meatball, but it's got layers to it. And like so many of these often, uh, often are, this is a study in not result so much as process, and specifically exit velocity. Since we last talked, the Guardians have played... Six games, Tuesday through Sunday. Sure, seems right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you know that they're three batted balls away over these six games from having both either a former or current guardian have both the highest and the lowest exit velocity in that game? Which is just a neat little thing. Like, let's see, seven thirty-one, uh, Yandy Diaz hardest, uh, Stephen Kwan softest, seven thirty. Uh, Yandy Diaz, hardest. <laughs> Jose Ramirez, softest. Uh, and here's where it gets ruined. It is on the 29th, G-Man Choi, hardest. Although Yu Chang was second hardest. And Christian Bethencourt was softest. Uh, let's see, 28th. Uh, Josh Naylor beat the tits off a ball. Uh, <laughs> and then Andres Jimenez had the softest hit ball, uh, batted ball there. 
Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, 727 against the Red Sox. We had Bobby Dahlbeck ruining it. Uh, well, Austin Hedges had a sack bunt at 27.7 miles per hour. And the softest hit, the softest struck ball of the entire last week, by the way, was by Jose Ramirez for a single. And Nolan Jones had the hardest hit ball in that one. So if not for Bobby Dahlbeck and the other guy, G-Man, G-Man Choi. Choi, they would have just run the table. A perfect sweep of hard and soft, I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess that tracks. I, I would expect them to have mostly soft, like win most of the the soft, the soft ones because the type of offense they have. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. And then of course, Yanni Diaz is going to crush, just hit the piss out of a ball every game. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that. But I was surprised you Channing was second in one. <laughs> I know, right? Not like something I expected. We're out here rooting for him. The, the hardest struck ball the entire last week of any one that they either played or were playing was Josh Naylor at 113, double um, on the uh, 28th. So. Once again, he hits the ball hard. Fernando Reyes was the second second hardest struck that game, a ground out. So there you go. <laughs> Great it's stuff. weird playing the Rays too because there's so many former Guardians. I didn't realize they had Sean Armstrong on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, really? as I, I mentioned during the game that there was they have Armstrong and Chang who were both part of. They also have Francisco Mejia who was also part of the U, uh, Jonathan Lucroy trade. Yeah, they have everyone except um, Greg I think Allen. They have everyone except Allen now. Yeah, yeah. Greg Allen. Wasn't there one more? I feel I should know this. I just tweeted it. Maybe not. Maybe it's just those four. But it was There's four guys. Yeah, yeah. They they would have ran away with that trade if that would have happened. Especially if they won the World Series. I mean, at that point, it's slam dunk. Nice. You win it. But all those guys are pretty mediocre at best. So yeah. yeah but instead, uh, John Lucroy got to be the Mattress King of Texas while the Guardians went to the World Series. So well, listen, <laughs> it is what it I mean, is. I wouldn't mind being the Mattress King of all of Texas. That's pretty cool. It's a that, big state. I don't think would just never not be funny to me because he tweeted that like in the playoffs too, like while the Guardians were doing stuff and winning without him and he tweeted thanks for the mattress casper i love it hashtag texas rangers <laughs> it's like all right you made your choice that's fine great bud uh, i hope it's a comfy sleep casper mattresses are fine i guess to come out of a box freaks me out <laughs> also you're a professional football baseball player can't you afford a tempur-pedic what are we doing here like <laughs> you know he didn't use that thing he immediately just popped it or whatever and threw it outside and that was it yeah, exactly it's, it's his dog bed <laughs> It's gigantic dog, but I just assume he has several large dogs. I just no, have it's just a, one little dog who just oh, okay, yeah, just one, well, yeah, a little fucking Shih Tzu or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks a little puppy. Um, so it could also be relevant, the uh, John and Luke trade because the Guardians might be trading for. Although I say that, I they they could, I guess, be the way to talk about it. Uh, Sean Murphy, I think we kind of touched on it last week, just in the realm of the trade ideas that are out there, but not really anything. I can't remember if last week if there's anything concrete yet or just. The fact that it would make sense for them to get whatever to get Sean Murphy because he's he's one of Gold Glove at catcher. He's he can hit. He's the exact kind of catcher they would want. I I, I think it last week I didn't I liked like the idea of having him just be so long and then it kind of blocks Bonelli. But I mean the other hand Bonelli's young and he can sort of um, mentor him as they come up. I guess. But it's a trade that's going to be hard because he's under contract for so long. He's pretty much the only great catcher out there wilson Contreras is up but he's only half a year he's not a great catcher he's just a decent hitter so if the a's do want to trade him they they can ask for basically whatever they want and if they don't want to trade him they can keep him and then the mariners go and ruin the trade market i know it was a pitcher but for luis castillo they just dumped everything onto the reds and i'm sure other teams are looking at that and saying look what they got for that guy you can trade us all this for this guy and then <laughs> the guardians are screwed with all their top prospects and the uh, A's are going to want all of them, but uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of more concrete now because both Zach Meisel and uh, Terry Pluto at Cleveland.com said that the Guardians are at least they've talked and approached the A's about it. I think it's pretty clear the two teams are talking about some kind of trade. Well, however close they are, or far away is we'll never know until it happens. But is this a thing? I guess 
I mean, we talked about if you'd like it last week, but are you surprised that they might actually be close to it? Do you think they'll actually do it or? Yeah, man. I mean, so um, from what I understand, the, uh, the, the Oakland's top prospect is a catcher, Shea Langoliers. Great name. Weird story. Um, so there's that function to it, obviously. And then just kind of using that same list I'm looking at right now that Keith Law dropped was yesterday. Or I don't remember what it was. Re- very yesterday, recently. Yeah. Probably today. I don't know. Time, time flies. I mean, the Guardians are just so stacked in the minor leagues. Like Three in the multiple, top 25 alone. Yeah, three in the top 25. Uh, and then I think they have five or six in this top 60. And, you know, I mean, people I, – I don't, I don't think he's divisive, but some people have a higher opinion of Keith Law's um, prospect kind of rating than others. I think he's great. I think he's always done a pretty good job. No one's perfect, so what are you going to do? But – if you have five guys who are in their top 60 prospects and you can get a catcher who's deep in team control, who is a gold glove, I the, the more and more that I read about Bo Naylor, I don't know if he's long-term going to be a catcher, at least in the way that the, the Guardians want a catcher to be. I just – it seems like everyone who's kind of come up and been a, that catcher for them, you know, has always been that kind of – he doesn't. they don't turn into the perfect framer slash whatever else. Um, and anyway, the way his bat is, I'd almost rather turn him into an outfielder or something like that and just kind of, you know, milk the bat as opposed like yeah, kind of a poor man's uh, Bryce Harper sort of situation. You know, he came up as a catcher, obviously, um, originally, but the bat was just too valuable to put him back there. So at this point, like, again, looking at all these prospects that they, they do have in the system that are very highly touted and they and they're more and more keep on coming. Like I was just reading a Twitter thread from uh, Kyle Body today from Driveline about uh, this kid that the Guardians just signed uh, this past year, who again throws hard, probably will climb through the ranks pretty quickly because he's already, he was already a college student. Um, like I'm totally fine with trading someone like Espino for him. Honestly, I, 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 I oh my god, I'm not. Listen, oh I, I've god. said this several different times. Oh my, god. I am not that kind of guy who gets overly <laughs> enraptured by prospects. If they can come up and perform, great, but. I've been burned so many times over the last like 15 years by guys I was told are going to be great. The fact that I still remember Trevor Crowe's name today, I think, is evidence of this. <laughs> but like again, like I, I don't, I don't know if, if it's just, if it's him or someone like Gavin Williams or Tanner Bibby or whatever. Yeah, you know, there, there's all these. There's, I know the pitching staff is very weak right now in the in the majors. It's, I mean, it's dead mediocre basically. But we know they can keep pumping out pitchers. That's but like that's the thing, like. Blues, yeah. All the advanced stats that study minor league like stuff, like literally, I think Driveline has one called Stuff Plus. Um, the Guardians are top two, top three, top four every time. Like um, every time they, they one of those guys posts it on, on on social media or talks about it. So, I, which is not to say I think they're gonna that like dumping every single one of these five guys is like what is is worth it. But like, and obviously training someone like Spin is hard because he hasn't played all year so far. But again, to lot to. We talked about it last week, but their catching situation is such a black hole offensively. It's so bad, dude. And like, it's through the minors too, beyond Bonale. There's like yeah, nothing there. Like this would this would fix a solution now and for several years going forward. It would make it so we could use Bonaler not as a catcher and again let the bat play. Uh where you fit him. I mean that, that again, that's a problem I, I don't I'm not gonna worry about right now. But as as great as it would be to have an offensively gifted catcher like Bo Naylor, they can just trade for one who's also really good defensively, thus fixing multiple situations, vaulting them not into like dark horse playoff, but like legit threat to win the division and build off of that and continue to plow more, you know, more of this stuff into the, in the uh, more of these prospects in the majors. So that one of these 
three top, what, 50 uh, pitching prospects that they have that they don't trade turns into the ace that kind of solidifies the entire rotation. So if you have a guy who can, who turns into a, you know, a, a mid, mid to high two, you know, twos ERA kind of a pitcher with, um, you know, 30 some odd percent strikeout rate as an ace. And then you have guys, you have someone like Bieber's number two, number three, whatever you build backwards from that. All of a sudden that's an incredible, you know, that's an incredibly rugged rotation. The bullpen as we've seen is incredible. They have tons of, I think, bullpen arms throughout the minors. Um, and then I assume again that probably they probably drafted someone already this year that we're going to see next year that might only throw ninety three, but he's got a, either a Bugs Bunny changeup or a slider that falls off the table. So yeah, and I, I don't think it negates the idea that they could get Sean Murphy, but I think I think I mentioned last week too that the fact they haven't moved Bonaler off catcher yet, I think they're they're going to make it work because <laughs> I don't know if they would move him off this late, like in AAA, basically on the doorstep of coming up. It would seem weird to not make him. Because I'm pretty sure he's only played catcher, right? Like he's never even tried anything else, um, unless he just I don't know, like Francisco Mejia again, who just refused to do anything else. According to Francona at the time, maybe it's another one of those, or I don't know if they've worked with him enough that he's can be a decent enough catcher. But I wouldn't mind having his bat be somewhere else. If he hits this well, I just think if if they tried it this long, they sort of believe that he can do it, or there's just nobody else. <laughs> like it's Brian Lavastida who we've. We looked at that was not great. Um, he, I just don't think he was ready yet. And then there's just no other catcher really behind him. They've got to have some prospect catcher come up and not even come up, just be in the minors and be a future at catcher. Maybe they just want him to be it. Um, but I don't. I definitely don't think that negates them from getting Sean Murphy or anything. I think getting him, like you said, it, it makes them. It basically does what the Lucroy trade we thought was going to do in 2016. I don't think he hits as well as Lucroy does, but he's a much better defender. He's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, um, and he hits pretty well he's, he's a little down this year compared to the previous years but I'm, i have no doubt he can get back up there i'd imagine playing on a team like the a's right now is not fun so maybe <laughs> if he gets to cleveland and then loosens up a little bit and is playing mm-hmm. on a good team and he maybe hits a little better that's that's a whole ass lineup they got there like if you put him I mean, at the bottom with miles straw like look at the couple games when austin hedges has hit well how much of a difference that has made right now imagine that like every game that's 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 a good offense there all of a sudden and again like someone like murphy first of all playing obviously in an oceanic uh, ballpark Catching it is a little bit hard on the body, but um, we're still talking about a guy who's 13% better than average by OPS. Yeah, I mean, oh, definitely not terrible, yeah. What's his RBAT? Uh, RBAT uh, 110. Um, you. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, his Roba, if you're asking, yes, 322. That's right. Uh, of course, yeah, I'm glad to help. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. But again, we're, we're not talking about a guy who's going to, you know, he's, he's not Joe Maurer, but he'd be, the, he'd be the best offensive catcher since, I guess... That one, that one year, year of, um, yeah, Jan Gomes had that <laughs> exactly. one year. By the way, I, I was, I was looking, I'm just looking real quick at Carlos Santana. I mean, he played a lot of catcher in the on the minors, and then they just realized it was That's not a good idea. Like he played two games at first, three games at second, what, uh, 58 at third, and 315 at catcher, and then a smattering elsewhere, just around the outfield and stuff. But like he played ten times. Five or six times more at catcher in terms of innings than anywhere else. So, all that to say, like, yes, like he they they wanted him to be a catcher too, but it just didn't work out. He just wasn't like he had a, an arm for it, um, but he did Man, not. Man, not a smooth catcher, <laughs> right? He did not have the finesse stuff, the, the be able to like bl- block a pitch, call a game, you know, kind of work a, a young pitcher through a process. That's part of it too, right? Is like I think one of the reasons that they've been so good at developing pitching is when they get to the majors, there's a guy behind the plate who can help them get through that process. It's that kind of hard to understand mental game, but 
I think they've done a great job of kind of creating that situation. Um, and Murphy being able to come over with an experience in a similar organization too, right? Like the, the, the A's are very much of, you know, of a kind with um, the Guardians as far as how they view the game, how they want to, how they want to win, how they spend money, all this sort of a thing. Like all the stuff behind the scenes that they're squeezing the little extra bits out there. So I just think it makes a lot of sense simply because he fixes every problem that they have. Well, not everybody. He, he fixes so many dire problems they have right now. And again, would be on the team until 20, what, 25, right? Yeah. And yeah, maybe, they could, yeah. maybe they could sign a little extension, get an extra two, three years out of him. You know what I mean? Like, like buy a couple years out there and, and then he'd be happy there. Cause again, catching it's. Even if you don't, that might be a couple of years to figure something out back there. And then you can trade him at the end and he'd still have like, the tail end of his prime. You could trade away for somebody else. So. I, mean, I definitely you know, he, think trade, I'd, be, I'd be happy with it. You can look at things with with Murphy specifically. You can look at the fact that his hard hit rate has dropped steadily the last three years. His, uh, his uh, average exit velocity has dropped every year. His home run rate has dropped every year. Um, his walk rate is, you know, again, Drop dropping every, every single year. <laughs> I'm sure this is the thing they're catchers, bringing so. up yeah, in the trade. Well, I mean, and, and maybe that's what you do. I mean, yes, it, it, would, it would be expensive. It would cost a lot of these young prospects that we've been like, watching develop but the fact of the matter is you look at the team right now and outside of someone like like the, I, I think that they're three quarters of the way to being a, not even like a consistent playoff contender but a borderline championship contender um just looking at the just looking at the, the roster right now like obviously you have again holes at catcher but also you have to figure out what you're going to do with Fremio Reyes and a couple other positions but like they're turning into something right like the Quan turning into something straw He's there for defense anyway, and I think he's getting. He's been. He's been better. Oh, the last he's been months. better. Yeah. He's yeah. Exactly. Like, like, I remember like two weeks. Two weeks ago, I was looking at his OPS plus, and it was like forty or fifty or something. It's already up to seventy. So he's he's had a good run. I think he's starting to figure it out, kind of get out of his own head, which has its own positive impacts as that kind of goes on. But they're edging towards what I think is a great team, and as long as they don't move, and, oh, and hoping that w- one of these young bats, whether it's. Um, Benjamin they just called up or whoever, Valera or Raccio or Oscar Gonzalez just is a weird unicorn who somehow just hits like a MLB the show player. Um, <laughs> like if, if one of those guys also lands and then of course something like Bo Naylor, all of a sudden they have seven or eight positive influences at the bat or at the plate, still a solid defense. Like they, they have one of the best off, def, defensive outfielders, outfields in baseball now, so... Oh yeah, I'm totally okay they, with using the the players they have in the minors as a tool to fix this gaping issue, without yeah. losing too much to keep that window open long term as far as pitching. Which again, I'm not too worried about. I would say also they probably just have straight up one of the better defenses in baseball. Really, like I haven't looked at the stats for all of them together, but individually, other than like shortstop and I guess maybe first base, Owen Miller isn't the smoothest player over there, but every other position, man, third base, Jose Ramirez is really good. Andres Jimenez, obviously amazing at second base. All the outfielders, catcher, like they're one of the best defensive teams all around. Yeah, no, again, organizational philosophy, I think right there is yeah, make outs and don't make outs. Like I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a silly thing to break it down to that, but just like you look at the guys that they bring on, it's like and then they bunk, guys yeah. who make it, can keep it going. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd love for them to get Murphy, and I'm totally okay with them moving some, again, players who are simply names on a piece of paper to me because I've never been to a single Akron Rubber Ducks game or Columbus Clippers game because I don't live anywhere near uh, Ohio. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I, I think have a closer connection to Grayson Rodriguez 
in the Baltimore Orioles system than I do to any of these players because I've been to Bay Sox games. So, I mean, like with the Andrew Miller trade so many years ago, like if they got Sean Murphy and they won the World Series, I wouldn't care if Espino was a Hall of, Espino, yeah. a Hall of Famer. It wouldn't matter at all. But the, I mean, no, the Melton was like if nothing came out of that trade for the for the Yankees anyway, nothing. Like, no, nothing. Even if it did, it, I would have been happy. Even though they didn't win the World Series, the fact they got that close was purely because of Miller. So I wouldn't have cared one bit. That's just what what teams everywhere do. I mean, look at literally what the Yankees just did. You know what I mean? Like they they just moved like or like any Mets fan who's like, well, we can't trade. I can't remember the name off my head, but they have this top pro, like he's like the top ten um, prospect baseball his catcher. It's like we can't trade him for Juan Soto. It's like yes, you can. You can do that so fast that like. It's insane. Or even the Dodgers. They have the fourth over prospect, Diego Cartaya. Yes, you trade him for literally Ted, young Ted Williams. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. th- oh, this yeah. is well, why. I suppose a different thing is there's obviously if you can get them, you trade absolutely anybody. Yeah, exactly. So, so, head and shoulders by everybody else. Obviously, Murphy's is, is, not, is not one of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's at least, it, there's at least wiggle room enough there to have a conversation about it, which is more fun. Right. Like, exactly. There's, well, so, and, there's nothing. It's like, do the trade? Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah. If they'll take it, you do it. But, you know, I mean, Murphy is again. I'm, I'm just kind of pulling some stats real quick. He is the fourth best catcher in baseball by wins above replacement. I know, obviously, it's a hard, it's not a great set to look at in terms of year to year. But if you want to look it off as far as offense, um, he's also top five or whatever. Uh, catcher, catcher is always an offensively depressed position. He does a good job at it. So if you can have the, where is he? He ranks now 10th. So. God damn, yeah, Adam Rushman really has been coming on. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Bryce Harper moving off catcher, I'm surprised they didn't do it with him. I've always wondered why they didn't. But he's really good at catching. That's the thing about Bryce Harper too. Was he, he was fine at catching, but it was one of those things where like he was just it's it's like in any college or high school or whatever. You know, your best player usually either plays shortstop, catcher, or center field, and then also closes. And that's what Bryce Harper did. But basically, what we're talking about is getting basically JT Realmuto. The stats are. So close, it is actually quite wild. Um, Murphy's batting average is a few points lower, but I mean, the one point difference in WRC plus. Uh, walk rates are dead even. Strikeout rate almost dead even. Uh, Murphy has a higher isolated slugging, lower BABIP. So, you know that that will come from playing in um, Oakland. I think I think it's not maybe not a slam dunk trade, but I think it's a smart trade to make because it again it fixes issues. So, yeah. Um, so no matter who they trade for, it doesn't sound like uh, Ahmed Rosario is going to be one of them. It, uh, as soon as a month ago, I would say it seemed like, and it was inevitable that he was going to be traded. Every good thing he did, it was just kind of, well, it's up in his trade value. <laughs> Whatever he does, <laughs> I hope the other teams are watching. But now it seems like he's played himself into basically staying here, not just because of how he's played, but every time something comes out of the clubhouse, it's always about how much of a positive influence Ahmed Rosario is. Because he plays exactly the way they want to play, other than maybe defense, which I think Maybe we were spoiled by great de- shortstop defense forever. He's just not a smooth one. He's perfectly fine. But just everything else he does, I think, fits so well with Cleveland. Um, if he is the leader that it sounds like he is by other reports, it, it would send a bad, I was going to say bad vibe, but it would send a bad message if you trade him now when they're they're doing so well and doing it partially because he's there. Uh, both Terry Pluto and Zach Meisel on there, their trade deadline sort of rundowns, they both kind of seemed like they didn't think he'd be going anywhere, which I think is a big surprise compared to a month ago. And now it's, um, that he's sticking around. I wish he would switch to second base and be under some minutes at shortstop, but I, I don't hate the idea of him sticking. I, I think he's probably going to not be as good offensively in the second half, but I think other teams probably know that too. So even if you traded him, you're not going to get 
a ton back. So I think at this at that point, it's probably just better to keep him and keep him around for the leadership until those the shortstops and other guys are ready because obviously Gabriel Arias, I think he's still hurt or maybe he came back and still hasn't hit well, but he wasn't good when he was up. I don't think Tyler Freeman's quite ready. Ryan Rocchio's not even close. So there's there's a gap there. And I think if you have to have Amadeus Arias shortstop, it's not the worst thing in the world, especially if he's a leader and he's he's running as fast. He puts so much pressure on defenses as he does. Because seems like they're not going to trade him unless you can get something worthwhile. I'm, I think I'm fine with that at this point. Yeah, there, um, Mizell had that article on The Athletic, I guess it was today, well, recently, which is about the three options. And they're obviously like, trade him now, trade him later, or don't trade him at all. Um, I think to trade him in the winter is probably the choice. It's really actually quite funny. Obviously, we know that like offense is down this year. Um, again, that's why you get someone who has, literally he has almost the exact same batting line this year as he did last year, though. Last year he hit 282, 321, 409. This year he's hitting two, 290. 327, 398. His OPS plus last year was 100. This year it's 108. So it's like he's performing exactly the same, even though offenses are not performing, are performing worse across baseball this year, um, which is interesting. And like you said, he, to your point about the, the defense thing too, I think he's he's not great, obviously. He's not defensive. <laughs> you know, I, I did really call him Rock Hands Rosario recently, which is <laughs> mean. Stone Hands Rosario. Stone Hands. <laughs> Rock Hands is way better. <laughs> is this the public apology for calling him Rosario Rock Hands Rosario? No. Uh, <laughs> it was mean. I'm not going to apologize. It was true. <laughs> it is true. He does look really bad out there. Um, if he does everything else well, I think it makes up for it, which is... Well, yeah, and also, like, obviously, you get to play next to two good defenders. So, it kind of the reverse of the Lindor effect, if you will, <laughs> where he made everyone else around him better. Like, they're making his life a little bit easier. Obviously, he has to still cover the ground he has to cover. Um, again, yeah, I never wanted to trade him because I didn't like him as a player. I just felt that it was, like, the thing they have the most of his middle infielders. Why don't we just get rid of him? and get some whatever back, another bullpen arm or something. Just turn that into a different, you know, just kind of keep the spin going. But he's been great. This, not great, but he's been a solid player this year. And I don't think he's any different of a player this year than he was any other year. Amazingly, his strikeout rate is actually the lowest it's ever been, which is interesting. Um, Might but, be Chris, it's a lot lower, too. It's not like even a little bit. Like, no, I guess 14, compared to 2019. Five points lower than his career average. And, like... Yeah, no, I, 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 he's put the ball in play more. Maybe he's just trying, like, is, is he's hit the ball just as hard as he ever has, pretty much. I mean, you know, within a few points, slightly more than he used to. So it could be that keeping him even through next year might be smart. Maybe, I mean, he's, he's going to be 27, right? Yeah, he'll be in his age 27 year next year. And that's like when peaks start, right? Like, he'll be, he'll be hitting his peak, and maybe that turns into a, Instead of 108 OPS plus or whatever, like a, one, a 120. Maybe he turns into next year a 18 to 20 home run guy like a, with like you know, like 35 doubles or something like that because he's just – everything is clicking at the same time. He hasn't lost his foot speed really yet, and he, and he turns into a, the best possible version of himself for a year, and they win the World Series, in which case, cool. And then they'll have Sean Murphy too. Um, <laughs> there you go. It all comes together. But, but I'll just say, like, he's been, he's been great for them, right? Like, he's going to end up the season being like a, like a four-win player for them probably, which – would place him. I mean, he's already by wins above replacement the third most important player of the team. So, which is wild to see no catchers or no pitchers on that list until way down here. Yeah, um, it's been a different but, year in Cleveland. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's the least of the. Uh, he's the least of anyone's worries on this team. Obviously, catcher, pitching catcher in first base. Although, depending on what you do with Naylor, I think he might be a full time DH sooner or later. And then dealing with Reyes, obviously. Yeah, I think the heartless um, answer is you probably wait until maybe he has a worse second half because he he just kind of goes he's streaky. I guess is the way you can put it for him. Like you, you wait until he has a worse second half, and then in the off season when nobody cares about his leadership, you trade him then. Then <laughs> it's not a big a deal as the middle of the season. There I just don't think you can do it right now and have it no. send a good message to your clubhouse. That's not a good look to trade. I I think maintaining the good vibes is vital for this team right now because it's incredibly young, as we all know. It's the youngest team in baseball. Um, the oldest guy on the team, I think, at this point is Jose. Uh, is that right? What, what, he's 29? Yeah, the, he's the oldest man on the entire team outside of – well, San Diego is not on a team anymore. Uh, yeah, he's the oldest man on the team. He's not even 30. So maintaining good vibes for now I think is, is important, especially with like Naylor being on the, sh- on the shelf temporarily. He'll probably have to be kind of on and off with that because the, the ankle thing is here. But maintaining that might be good. And then just, you just and then it's business decisions in the offseason. And if they make the playoffs this year, great. Um, I think that's, again, why the Murphy thing would be great um, because it would really help that. And I, the Twins can't get out of their own way. Neither can the um, – by the way, we mentioned Nolan Jones – or Owen Miller getting better. He had a home run tonight, by the way, uh, already. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. He's better now, folks. Yeah, um, I, I want him to be better. I want him to be so good. Because well, he's a doubles oh, machine. Oh, That's always fun. No, I love it. No, I, I, I love everything about Owen Miller. And I, I think I think he's a guy to watch for next year. I, he's, what, a 90 he's, – he's a below-average hitter this year. I think he could follow – not a similar arc quite as much because he didn't hit the ball as hard as him, but Josh Naylor, 92 OPS last year, OPS plus last year, 130-some-odd because he just grew up, put a little more meat on his bones, and it's the ball harder. And I, that's what uh, Miller's doing. He's doing more of that. So, But with Rosario, yeah, I, I think probably the, the smart move is honestly keeping him this year, seeing how it plays out. And at that point, it's almost like maybe hold on to him for next year too, though, if depending on how areas. Unless those guys are ready, yeah. Like there's no sense yeah. in rushing anybody when you have I'm this saying, guy here. It, it'd be weird to let him walk. I, it's I mean it's it's rare you you see the Guardians let players walk over the last who, who have any positive value, right? All of the best players have stuck around until they traded them. But I think yeah, Burnley's I only one I can think of, and that's another one where it would have been absolute lunacy to trade him. <laughs> I get that he was a part of it. He was injured so much and it seemed like he was on the downward end of his career, but that's another thing like Rosario, who's a leader in the clubhouse. We trade him mid season. That kind of blows everything up. Yeah. So I, I think him kissing runs honestly good just for the vibes and for the energy of the team, which is important again, long season, all that shit. And then get, getting someone like Murphy might help as well. Just because it kind of shows a bit of a commitment. And again, I'm not going to worry about the minor leaguers because like I said before, names on the page, sad to say, but I don't think about them. So I, that, I haven't been able to fall in love with them yet. I haven't seen them headbutt another helmet with their helmet like Josh Naylor. So, you know. Until they do that, I don't want to see it. You got to give me moments, know. boys. You got to give me moments to actually care about you. <laughs> That's basically it for uh, trade rumors for the Guardians. They're usually, they're almost always tight-lipped, but they're usually at least one or two like Guardians are, are listening. I guess the only other one is. Pitcher, and, uh, right? I mean, there's all. I mean, pitcher one way or the other. I guess is the weird, is the interesting one. Like, yeah, and I mean, Zach Plezak was the only one. And then if Phillies watched the game when he pitched, they might not be as in on him as they were because <laughs> he looked like dog shit. And that how was would you good. feel about them trading Shane Bieber? I mean, considering what the Reds just got for Luis Castillo, I mean, if they can get something like that, then maybe a little more, I'd be all for it. But I, I don't think they're gonna trade him. I think it'd just be, it's. Because you're you're basically trading him low at this point, which is yeah. still pretty high. But is he ever going to get any better? Because he's still a good pitcher. Like he's a solid. I think him on a team that's chasing the playoffs, like not maybe not a, a division leader, but like a Mariners level team, 
that's a big ad. Padres. Uh, actually, they're, they're pitching. Oh, you always trade with the Padres. They're going to be yeah, laughing. Yeah, with them. Good boy. They'll give you anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, there's teams that are kind of – the Phillies are a great, a great example of that. Like them, they could use Shane Bieber. I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't mind that trade too badly. Um, I'd miss him. I like yeah. him. I mean, this is definitely a, a situation to pump up pitcher trade value because there's almost nobody ever going to steal. Like Zach Plezak is one of the next ones up, and he is just basically an innings eater at the back of your rotation. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Bieber, what, 27? I mean, again, we're talking about 341 ERA. He's probably going to end up getting 170 innings this year. Uh, decent numbers across the board. I think that's an incredibly valuable pitcher, and I think he could bring a lot back. And like, like I just said, you know, we don't see them like that's what this team has to do is churn, keep on churning and churning. And you know, I mean, his his number, his advanced numbers are no worse than Luis Castillo's. Quite honestly, yeah, Castillo has a lower ERA, but he also pitched less, and um, his fielding independent pitching is twenty point twenty one points higher than uh, than Shane Bieber's. So. I don't know. I mean, I liked him. He won a Cy Young. It's always fun. But I think there's, there's one thing we all know about the, the Guardians. They got to trade those Cy Young winners, man. Got to move them for guys. <laughs> I mean, we saw one of them on Saturday, Corey Kluber. That was, I don't know what the hell he's done since he left, but maybe Bieber needs to follow that and just have a slider that moves 20 feet across the plate, and then it'll be good. Well, it already uh, moves like was 15 feet, so, so I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think Shane Bieber is ever going to be as good as he was, but I think he can still – I think he's working on reinventing himself right now, and I still think he can be good enough to reinvent into something. I mean, they have him through 2025, so they got him at least a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I would almost just ride it out with him and see what you have. If they, maybe when these other guys come up, uh, hopefully it isn't too late and Bieber's arm explodes and flies off like a rocket. But if it doesn't, then I would be fine with like whoever they don't trade at the deadline. You got these pitchers coming up later and. Like you mentioned earlier, building backwards from having Bieber as your number two or three instead of just your ace. I think he's a great middle of the rotation pitcher. He's just not really an ace anymore, which kind of stinks because the Guardians don't have an ace. Um, and it's almost like the times like Tristan McKenzie is the guy, but I don't know how many games you can do that in, into the playoffs. But yeah, I don't know. I, if they could get a ton of value for Bieber, um, just find somebody desperate. Just call up the Padres and just <laughs> tell me get this guy. Uh, I don't know what other dumb team you can get that will trade you anything as much as the Padres do. But any team you can find desperate enough, maybe you can. I, I think it had to be just a team that gives you – they even set it an exorbitant amount in a trade, and I think it's what it would take, and I don't know if that's quite out there. I think even Zach Plezak right now, as shitty as he was in his last start, as average as he's looked, with the way the pitching market is, I think you can get plenty for him just trading him to somebody who's desperate for a pitcher. Because you need guys like him. It can't be all Beavers. you got to have innings eater guys. Yeah. It's, it's wild, too, by the way, looking at – um. Just looking at the Padres rotation, it's like, why isn't this better? It's you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Sean Manea, like Mackenzie Gore. Obviously, is on the is on the DL right now, but Blake Snell is on this team. Mike Clevenger's on here, and their advanced numbers are all a little bit better than what their actual results numbers are. But like, this team doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why is why are they so bad? Like, it's just like bad, the show obviously. franchise where you're just trading all the players you've heard of and just acquiring all the ones. Like, I heard of Blake Snell. You want to sign Young? I'll get him. Like Eric Hosmer's on this team, Jake Cronenworth. I remember when Haseon Kim came over. I was like, oh, he's going to be good. <laughs> nope. No, no more Mazaras on this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, they, I just, tell you, they just grab everybody who was a name at one point. Oh, I like that. Like, oh, he used to be good. Yeah. Uh, AJ Preller is just, he thinks he's still on the show. He doesn't realize life is not a simulation. He just pops on a VR helmet, headset and starts slinging the trades. I want a World Series in the show with Denison Lamed as my ace. <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> Did you? Nice. Yeah. 
Great. I won it with Will Benson as an outfielder. I didn't win it because I never won the World Series, but I got in the playoffs. The, the show loves Will Benson every single year. I don't know why. It's wild the players they love. Somehow, uh, who's really good in, in one of my careers is uh, Tyler Naquin. It's still really good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just get traded to the Mets, I think? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's on yeah. the Mets now. Yeah, from the Reds, yeah. Oh, man. That, that is not a trade I regret. I don't even know who he was traded for, but I, I'm, I was ready to not watch him try anymore. <laughs> so it's so obvious how to beat him. And it would just happen every single time. It was miserable. So I don't you never know those runs. Are, they, they threw low. Big idiots. Yeah. Oh, no. They figured out they <laughs> shouldn't do that anymore. Another 50 at-bats. <laughs> I'm happy for him. I hope he does well other places. He gave us that inside the park home run. and That was fun. Again, moments. That's what I care about here. It's like, give, give me things to feel emotional about, and I'll fall in love with you forever. I'll, I'll always love Tyler Naquin. I thought he was great. Um, I, I love how – I think one of the funniest things about him is, <laughs> is just how, like, upset he was to get traded. It's like – Bro, come on. Like, I understand, but come on. <laughs> you know what team you're on. Like, look at your stats at, in Cleveland. Like, he's a dead average hitter. Who was he traded for? Now I want to find out. I don't remember. Did they just let him go? Uh, with Philip Deal for Jose Acuna and Hector Rodriguez. I don't know. Oh, no, that's, I'm sorry, this trade just happened. Uh, oh, no, he just hit free agency. They just, they just let him go. Okay, yeah, okay. They <laughs> just let him go. It's like, yeah. Come on, dude! Like <laughs> you hoodwink the, the the Reds out of millions of dollars. <laughs> Why are you yeah. mad? You should be excited. You're getting paid. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go live in Cincinnati. It's hot as hell there by the river in the summertime. Obviously, but... you can get their shitty chili and go to their weird ballpark, and there you go. Yeah, you you go. listen, dingers, baby. Maybe it's good for you. An entire league is noticed to not throw high high fastballs to you. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, Merritt, uh, I think that'll do it for this week. It was, I'm sure by the time this comes out, it'll be extremely outdated. But assuming, because I think the trade deadline is 6 o'clock on Thursday, we'll see uh, who the Guardians have acquired, who they haven't, who they traded. Until then, follow us on Cover the Corner on Twitter. Uh, at, I'm Matt RLY. Merritt is at Merrill Lynch, like Merrill Lynch with lunch. Obviously, CoverTheCorner.com. And let us know what you think of the podcast. And talk to you next week, Merritt. I'll be there.